Hello and welcome in to another edition of the Fantasy Football Podcast coming at you on August 1st, Tuesday night here, boys. Training camp is in full swing. This is a uh, pretty fun time of year. I feel like this is like, um, you know, not not uh, not the day before school ends, but it's like mid-April. You know, you can feel it coming. Uh, there's a lot of news coming out right now as far as the NFL is concerned. Uh, that's what we're going to get to today, actually. We have uh, basically just an update on news because there has been a ton going on in between uh, our last pod and right now. But, boys, before we get into it, how are we doing? Any uh, any stories from this past weekend uh, to, to give us, or are we uh, just sitting tight right now? I'm pretty much just sitting tight. I was working in Arkansas over the weekend, so nothing fun to report. No fun stuff. Cody, I think you muted. Sorry, my Riverside is lagging so bad right now, but I think we're good to go. All right, uh, Eric, where are you at in Arkansas? Are you anywhere near the Missouri-Arkansas border? I am in Jonesboro, so I'm like probably 40 minutes south of the border maybe. Gotcha. I spent I spent Thursday through Sunday in Branson with uh, Victoria's family. So that was a fun weekend. Branson is an interesting place. That's the first time I've been, like, at least since I can remember. I probably went as a kid once or twice or something like that. But uh, interesting place. They call it the Christian Vegas, and uh, I think that is the perfect description. So if that sounds like a place you want to visit, Branson, Missouri is the place to go. But, uh, Nick, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Uh, not too much uh, going on uh, over here as well. Pretty quiet weekend. Uh, we have kind of a lot coming up in the next couple weeks. So we've been uh, laying low for these last two weekends after traveling a lot in July. But uh, I am pretty excited for the uh, the NFL season to start myself. I um, am definitely getting ready for a few drafts the next couple weeks. Our big draft is in, I believe, three weeks now, three and a half weeks, something like that, I guess, because it's Tuesday. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Before we jump into the news, though, boys, we have our hot takes. Cody, you want to kick us off? Yeah, are we doing the football one on this one, or are we doing just the regular one? Let's do our standard hot take, and then we can do the football one on our uh, our next This this one is not going to come across as a very big hot take for our group, but I'm hoping that a broader audience gets reached by this hot take. Um, But if you sign up and pay for a rec sport, I, I expect I expect at least seventy percent effort while you're out there. Um, if you if you're if you're just going to show up and, and just kind of stand in your spot and just watch the ball hit the sand over and over and over again, um, <laughs> I just think there's better things you could be doing. Better things you could be doing with your Tuesday night. <laughs> so uh, that is my. I don't think it's a hot take, and I don't think this group will. But if you sign up and pay for Rec Sports. Uh, you should actually play the sport and not just stand in the sand. Someone ruined your Tuesday night there, Cody. Uh, do you have a, a story no, we played, that comment? Or? We played a really good team. I played. I felt like I played really good, and we just got creamed the last two games, and it just wasn't even close. And we just – the ball just – one thing I can't stand is when the ball, like, just hits the ground on our side. Because it's not like – it's not – we're not indoors where, like, if you dive, it's going to hurt you. So, like – you're playing sand volleyball. It's part of it. Like, if you can stick your arm out and hit the ball and pop it up in the air, like, you could save the point for the team. You should do it. Especially when the game's close. All three games are relatively close. The third one, we kind of got blown out towards the end. But, again, I don't think it's a hot take, but 
I certainly not among people Carter. out there. I think will. We're all pretty big competitors. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Eric? But, yeah. So let's hear it. Um, mine is also more of a sports one. Um, I think a lot more cities should take the Pittsburgh route and have all their major sports teams share the same colors. I don't know how spicy that is, but like, I think that like Chicago sports teams should all go red and black. Like, I think Bears jerseys would be sick. I get like their orange and blue is classic, but I really like how Steelers and Penguins and uh, the Pirates all share the black and the yellow. It's yeah. yeah. I feel like this was trending uh, a couple weeks ago on some social. I I just saw like a just kind of like a like a podcast video about this, like a segment cut and posted on Instagram. And in my head, the only reason I can think of not doing this is because maybe people would buy less jerseys if they already have, you know, a color scheme of one. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I think it makes a ton of sense. I, I, I would still buy those jerseys being a big sports fan, but maybe someone that isn't. As big of a sports fan, wouldn't buy, you know. Uh, yeah, like if you have a black and red football jersey, exactly. you could wear that to a hockey game and blend in. If everyone else is yeah. wearing black and red hockey jersey, so I do, I get that. But I do like the Pittsburgh side of things, where everything is the yeah. same color. I think that's that's kind of cool and ties that city together. Um, yeah, Nick, you want to throw yours out there? All right, uh, I was debating between a couple, but I think I'm just going to get this one out of the way because it's uh, it's pretty. I feel like it's like a, a pretty standard hot take. Like, it's kind of a weird idiom there, but it's it's a I think a hot take nonetheless. I think vanilla vanilla is better than chocolate, guys. Uh, it's it's just far superior in in most things, especially ice cream. Uh, mostly because you can put stuff in vanilla ice cream and it just adds to it, and then chocolate ice cream just gets it just gets muddied you know if you put if you put chunks of brownies and chocolate ice cream a little too much chunks of brownies and vanilla ice cream all day baby and you could kind of go down the list with that uh you know chunks of Reese's Pieces whatever you want to do but I think it's all better in vanilla ice cream uh and I think in general vanilla cake I like better as well uh just pairs better with uh most frostings what do you guys think Eric let's hear your opinion first I'll let you go I think I'd take vanilla over chocolate most of the time too. Even like Good man. when Wendy's released like the vanilla frosty, I was a big vanilla frosty guy. So I'm I'm gonna agree with you there, Nick. But I also do like chocolate. But again, I had this hot take earlier. Strawberry beats them both out of the water, and it's not close. So yeah, you stole that hot take from me, which is what I was gonna bring up. But <laughs> I agree that strawberry is the best flavor on its own. Is strawberry the most versatile? Is easily vanilla because, like Nick said. I feel like everything mixed with vanilla tastes better. I agree. Like, I don't really like, like, chocolate ice cream with, like, M&Ms mixed in. I just feel like it's way too much chocolate. Same thing with, like, Oreos. You kind of just get yeah. too much. Uh, so I, I tend to agree with that. But I think I think the majority of people actually think chocolate's better. Like, I think if it was a poll, it would probably right. be, like, 65-35, maybe 60-40. So I think I'm it's on, like, on the hot me. take side. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's why I thought that's why I thought this was a hot take. But at the end of the day, yeah, like how how often are you just eating a plain scoop of vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream? Like it's always got something in it, right. or you're at a place that lets you add stuff. It's just like, and and, and when that's the case, vanilla is better, which is most of the time, in my opinion. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely go that route myself. All right, before before we move on, because Nick, I want to I do want to do this because I think it's kind of a fun, more engaging thing. We're going to do a spiciness meter for each of our hot takes. We'll go one through ten. We'll just judge each other's. We won't pull one on okay. our own. Yeah, not, not and we'll our own. Each just yeah. get, we'll all, let's just let's just all be quiet. Let's just all give our rankings, and then once our rankings are given, then we can argue afterwards. So that way it's just 
quick and easy for the for the listeners. Okay, so. so are we ranking the hot takes themselves, or are we giving them this, a rating this, out of ten? I would say how give do, them a how rating. Hot how spicy? Okay, okay. Yeah, how spicy yep, are they? Sounds good. So Eric's, I would say Eric's hot take is probably like a six and a half out of ten. I think a lot of people would get behind the concept, but a lot of people that kind of think more than just the basic concept, like Nick did immediately, would kind of find ways to uncover it. So I think it's a good hot take. I actually like it, but I think there's some. People would go both sides with it. And then Nick's, I'd probably go like five and a half out of ten, maybe six out of ten. Like I said, he's kind of spicy, but you're kind of leaning right on like the closer to 50-50 line than a spicy hot take. Yeah, I would agree. I was I was kind of debating whether it was a hot take, but like you said, it's pretty – I think it's like a pretty standard hot take to have, I guess. I would be on yeah, the minority right. side, but it's still – some there is a lot of people that would agree with me just as we just found out but i would agree on eric's i think i'd go six out of ten again because i've heard that before and because i agree so i I don't find it incredibly spicy i do like the idea though and then uh cody uh yeah i mean i completely agree i'm gonna go i think 70 (laughs) percent was pretty conservative honestly so i'll go five out of ten i think if you would have gone maybe 90 i would have still agreed but up the spiciness rating but i'm gonna go five out of ten uh because i think 70 percent effort if you're paying to play a sport that is that's the bare minimum in my opinion i i agree that's that's my bare minimum line. i don't think I'm, you're setting the bar too high yeah no that's, that's i'm giving the full that's, 110 that's so bar. all 110 is brother. left out Same on that volleyball here. court every tuesday night don't you worry i, you should I, have seen I me fucking pulled my groin in flag football you know me guys <laughs> nick's, nick's been injured in football too play down his yeah. fucking brace we know that we yeah. don't hold back <laughs> yeah yeah no we don't all right eric let's hear your ratings real quick and then we'll jump into some news yeah, I'm going to throw yours like a four, Cody. Um, I don't think that's very spicy at all. Honestly, of all the hot takes I've done, mine this week was definitely like, I feel like my other ones have been so much more spicy. But uh, yes, Nick, I'm going to go probably a, probably a six also, because I do think the majority is probably on chocolate, but vanilla has the silent majority, I'll say. Your takes have been spicier because they've been wrong, but yeah, that's fair. Hey, uh, listen. I, you can yeah, you have had some spicy hot takes for sure. <laughs> All right. So before we hop into the news and notes, just want to shout out. Uh, if you are not and you're 10 minutes into this podcast or YouTube video, subscribe on the podcast, subscribe on the YouTube, five stars on the podcast platform, like the YouTube, like the video, comment on the video, share all the good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, boys, are we ready for news and notes? Let's, Let's get it. it. Hit that drop. Have you heard the news? Time for Nick's news and notes from around the NFL. Mm, I give that new drop an eight out of ten spice there we go. rating. Uh, there we go. So I've I've broken this up into two sections, guys. So I just have kind of general NFL news that we're going to go over first, and then I have the training camp injuries that I will update at the end there. Uh, but this first one uh, is just. A hilarious story, I think, overall. So I'm going to read through this real quick, and then I'll have you guys give me your reactions on it. So this is the Jonathan Taylor situation with the Colts right now. Um, If you have not heard anything about this story, I'm just going to give it from top to bottom, and then, uh, again, these guys can react to it. So Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Colts. That news came out a couple days ago. That was uh, actually not the full story, though. The the trade request came a couple days prior to his meeting with Jim Ursay, uh, but became public afterwards after, you know, so Jim Ursay and crew leaked that portion of the news uh, to maybe hurt Jonathan Taylor's PR with the, uh, you know, the Colts fans or the general public of the NFL world. 
Uh, Jim Irsay's quote about Jonathan Taylor's trade request, we're not trading Jonathan. End of discussion. Not now and not in, not in October. So not really mincing words there. It, it gets a lot better, though, guys. The Colts have not made any contract offers to Jonathan Taylor. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, barring a franchise tag situation like we've seen with Zeke and uh, Jacobs. Reports also say that the Colts are considering placing Jonathan Taylor on the NFI list. That is the non-football injury list. Basically, uh, you know, if you get hurt not playing football or you get hurt doing something during the offseason that you're not supposed to be doing outside of your contract, a team can put you on the NFI list and avoid paying you. And they will also, if they do this, they will avoid, like if, J- if Jonathan Taylor hypothetically stayed on this list all year, he would come back to the Colts on this you know year of his contract. So he would not contract be a free yeah. agent. Exactly. Uh, so that would be really bad for Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Uh, but this is for a back issue that he apparently sustained away from the team, or so the Colts say. Jonathan Taylor, in response to this report, tweeted, one, never had back pain. Two, never reported back pain. Not sure who your sources are, but find new ones. <laughs> this is just Savage. incredible stuff the top to see from a starting running back, and uh, not just a starting running back, a really, really good one, and his team. This is We are two weeks into training camp, boys. What the hell is going on here? Uh, does anybody have some insight here? I told you, I was soon as um, the whole firing of Frank Reich and the player coach was brought in last year, I told the story of Jim Irsay's father was a crazy maniac owner, and Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck stabilized that franchise for almost 20 years, and they are going right back to dumpster fire status. I uh, I mean, at this point, they are hoping Anthony Richardson's the next Patrick Mahomes, and that can stabilize their franchise for them because, like, I, I don't know. I just think this is moronic. There's no reason for an owner to be in the media, like, talking about openly talking about players contracts and stuff like that i mean he doesn't even play gm like it's not like a jerry jones situation where he even negotiates the contracts like imagine being the gm GM's and, like, coach and you're blowing like, up his phone like shut the fuck up jim <laughs> yeah like hey our starting running back who's one of the best running back or supposed to be one of the best running backs in the nfl like can you calm down we want him to play we want to try and win games we want to give anthony richardson the best offense to play with like chill the fuck out dude I just think Jim Mercer is a, a dumpster fire of an owner. And, I mean, I think he's going to be one of the next ones that the NFL finds a way to get out of his franchise if he continues the way he has the past couple of years. He's now yeah, the longest tenured owner in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that's the other problem. Like you said, he's legacy. Uh, like you yeah. said, his father was the owner of these same Colts, uh, you know, before he was the owner. So, I mean, it's been, you know, how 50-some-odd years that his family has owned this franchise. It's going to be hard to get other For owners sure. on board with ousting him, which is basically what's going to need to happen to, to get him out. But, yeah, ridiculous situation. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's played this perfectly, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, you got to put the blame on Ursay here. You kind of said the quiet part out loud which is that these franchises are drafting these running backs, running them into the ground to some degree on their rookie contracts, and then, you know, not giving them that second contract. And Jim Irsay has basically just said, we are not going to give him that contract. We're also not going to trade him to a team that wants to give him that contract. Basically, you know, just a giant middle finger to Jonathan Taylor (laughs) before the season starts. And like, it's not even like he's a first round pick, so he didn't have all the money to begin with either. So yeah, it's just shitty situation for sure. Very shitty situation. Um, We have another disgruntled running back to talk about here. I think this one is a little bit more mixed opinion as far as who's, uh, you know, whose side you're on the team or the player. 
J.K. Dobbins, he is apparently sitting out of Ravens camp, I guess. Uh, so he's listed as on the pup list because of his knee on the team website. I looked this up, but uh, that might not actually be the issue here. When John Harbaugh was asked if Dobbins is on the pup because of his knee, he said that's a complicated issue and did not elaborate on the question. Uh, there was a report also about Melvin Gordon basically saying, or he was quoted as saying he's just sitting – that is, Melvin Gordon was saying this about J.K. Dobbins. He is just sitting out of camp right now. Uh, he is in the same situation as J.T. is. Second round running back will be a UFA at the end of the year uh, and wants a new contract. Uh, Dobbins doesn't have quite the track record that J.T. Th- does, uh, though, in this situation. So uh, where do you guys find yourselves here? Eric, you want to go first on this one? Uh, it's, it's a weird one for me, honestly. I, I I don't think, like like you said, Dobbins doesn't have nearly the leverage that JT has. There are so many more weapons on that offense now. And, like, yeah, it, he can try all he wants, but especially with guys like Jacobs and Barkley having to struggle to get contracts, I don't think he's going to walk his way into one by doing this. Yeah, uh, and they also just pay, coordinator too. And they yeah, also just pay Lamar Jackson, so there's no way they're now signing a big contract to a bunch of money also to put on the same books at the same time Lamar Jackson's contract is. So that's an unfortunate situation. I mean, it's at least he didn't – I guess he can't get – he doesn't have a fifth year. I guess he could, could get franchise tagged. I feel like the he Ravens always have better options. It seems like they have so much talent on their team all the time. But yeah. – um, so for me also, I just don't think like even next year, if he has this, like if his career continues the way it has, like they're probably not even worrying about franchise tagging him because he hasn't been a great running back for the team either, in my opinion. Yeah. So I just don't really like Jonathan Taylor. I get like if he, he wants a little bit of money, JK Dobbins has been, you know, mid or on the field. He, yeah. When he's on the field, he's pretty good. If he's very on the field, effective which, on the field. But injured a lot, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's tough. Does not have the same leverage. Uh, will be interesting to see how this affects his fantasy value. I was actually really high on him uh, a couple weeks ago, but this situation has cooled me off of him just a bit. I really am worried about him not being in training camp right now, learning the new offensive system because we discussed this when we did our quarterback disagreement episode. Yep. It is vastly, vastly different from the system that they have been running uh, the last few years, and we'll see if it fits J.K. Dobbins' strengths, but not being able to practice in it is not going to help. Uh, on positive news for my Broncos, we'll get to some negative news later. Javante Williams has been cleared for contact. Uh, his recovery has gone incredibly yeah. well so far. Uh Cody clapping for the Denver Broncos. We love to see that. Uh, but, fantasy yeah, I mean, really good news for Javante Williams. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll figure out later why that's the case. But, uh, yeah, Javante Williams, again, this is great news for any dynasty or keeper league owners out there. Uh, this, you know, we'll, we'll see how he actually ends up playing in the games, see if there's any, uh, you know, lingering effects from that knee injury. But can't argue with the uh, the medicals so far. They look good. For sure. I've drafted. He's been the one uh, positive note of my underdog draft since training camp has started has been my Javante Williams stock I took. So uh, pretty happy with that. I mean, he's been going super late in drafts. All this positive news probably isn't good because he's going to go from a mega value to more of a riskier pick, I would assume. He's probably going to find himself up closer to J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, that kind of tier. Whereas now you've been able to get him like almost a round and a half later than those guys. So the good news is good if you have him in Dynasty and uh, anything like that. But, you know, if you're in redraft and you haven't drafted yet, it's it's good. But 
just pump the brakes a little bit. It's not yeah, leak as much think, info. Yeah, I think we're going to end up with a uh, you know late fourth, early fifth type of value on Javante sure. at the end of the day, and that is probably about where he should be going. So we'll uh, we'll see. Again, we'll 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 get into more on the uh, the running backs later here. Eric, your boy Cole Komet got a four-year, yeah. fifty million dollar contract, thirty-two million guaranteed. Uh, I guess he it's went to the so Bears front office and said, "Give me, give me one million dollars for every catch I had last year." And they said, "Okay, <laughs> here you go, fifty million. Uh Eric, as the resident Bears fan, uh, what do you think of this contract? I mean, we have all the cap space in the world, but we want to use that on players that are good. So I'm not thrilled. <laughs> I, Cody, when Cole we were in a hater here. fantasy draft a couple nights ago, told me that year three is usually when tight ends break out. So I guess I maybe have a little bit of optimism, but I'm not thrilled about it. Not going to lie. Yeah, Cody, luckily, Cole Komet's. Yeah, luckily Cole Komet's not like a premium position, like a wide receiver that you feel iffy about that you just paid decent money to. Like, this is good money for a tight end, but even being like in a couple of years, it's going to be basically nothing on your salary cap. So while you have the space, while you're, you know, have this freedom of the cap, it's kind of good to just get players that you think can be core, core players locked down. So I like the contract. And I think when you, if you feel like you have a difference maker at tight end, I mean, Running backs are getting screwed. Tight ends aren't that far off. If you find yourself an elite level one like a Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey that basically play your wide receiver one. So Cole Komet can be the second best passing, passing option on this team. I think this contract looks really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't really mind the contract at the end of the day either. I think he's probably one of those guys that's a lot better real-life NFL player than he is fantasy player. So as that's fantasy true. players, we might – you know, kind of scoff at this, but uh, this is a guy that's a really good blocker. Again, the Chicago Bears, not known for their elite passing ability in their franchise. He is an absolute or... unit. Guy's fucking huge. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this, I think this is a good move for them. If he can be a, a solid starter, I think this contract probably pays off just fine. And if there's upside for more, great. But um, I, I think this move is just fine. I think it was kind of a jarring contract to see just because Cole Komet, not necessarily a household name, but at the end of the day, I think it'll make sense for the Bears. Uh, this is not going to kill them, like Cody said. A couple more news items to get to here. I'm just going to rattle off a few. Uh, if you guys have uh, any comments on any of them, go ahead and stop me. But these are kind of minor compared to the stuff we've already talked about. Ronald Jones, uh, he was in line to maybe be the backup to Tony Pollard. He got a two-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. I would be surprised if he is on the Cowboys roster to start the year. They have a few options behind him. Uh, looks like that's probably going to be the tiebreaker here that uh, loses him that job. Reese Hall, expected to be removed from the pup list in the next two weeks. That's good news. Uh, seems like he is progressing pretty positively in his, uh, his injury. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott met with the Patriots. Uh, the visit went well, according to, uh, to Bill Belichick. No contract has been signed, but this is the first team I think that we have seen bring in Zeke uh, this offseason, if I'm not mistaken. I know he had some interest from the Bengals and the Eagles early in the offseason, but this is the, the most serious interest we've seen from Ezekiel Elliott. And the Patriots, I think in general, have really been kicking the tires on a lot of veteran running backs. Uh, the past couple weeks, Alvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, and now Ezekiel Elliott. Do you guys have any uh, any thoughts on Brees or Zeke here? Um, I will say Ronald Jones did come out and say that it was a heart medication that made him test positive for PEDs, and he's going to try to appeal it. Not that that really means too much for any fantasy football relevancy unless Tony Pollard goes down, but 
just if you have them, I would at least wait for a couple of days, see if any more news comes out on that. Uh, Brace is good news. I just I'm waiting for the Dalvin Cook news to happen because it just seems like he's going to be a Jet. So once that happens, I'll really be able to finalize Brace Hall and Dalvin Cook in my rankings. But I mean, even if he's playing, if Dalvin Cooks, then I don't feel great about either of them. And then Zeke is nothing but a Legarrette Blunt 2.0 kind of running back for the Patriots who's just going to snipe all of Ramondre Stevenson's touchdowns. So he should go sign with a different team somewhere else. Yeah, I I am not as convinced on the, the Dalvin Cook situation. I feel like we would have seen a contract from the Jets because he went and visited with them over the weekend, and apparently things were going well. I think, in my head, Dalvin Cook wants to be in Miami. Uh, it just yeah, seems like go. that's kind of been the... You know, the way he's wanted it to go all along, but Miami doesn't really want him after spending a third round pick on a young running back and also having, um, you know, a, you know, amalgamation of veteran guys, Raheem Moster, Jeff Wilson, Savan Ahmed, uh, who's the other one, Miles Gaskin is still there. So uh, we'll see where he ends up, but it seems like uh, Dalvin may be leveraging the Jets here to, to get a contract somewhere else, but you're right. He may end up, that may, may end up being his only option. I feel like they have the uh, best ability to give them a, a good-sized contract with the Aaron Rodgers restructure. So I think they're a player in that sense if they do want to give them a little bit of extra money to entice them to come there. Uh, but I, I, t- I agree with you that I think he wants to be in Miami, which I don't blame him. Winners in Miami sound pretty nice when you're a football player. So don't yeah, blame Yeah, and I think from a production standpoint, that's his best opportunity to, to actually be the lead guy on a good team with a good run blocking scheme uh, and a good offense. Uh, I think that would be his best situation. Last couple notes here. Anthony Richardson got all the first team reps for the first time uh, today in practice. So good to see the Colts actually giving their fourth overall pick chances to play football, which makes some sense in my opinion. And then uh, this last note, we haven't really talked about this yet. I, I brought up the fact that Chris Jones is holding out uh, for the Chiefs, Nick Bosa is actually also holding out for the 49ers. Uh, there's optimism a deal gets done here. He's really young. He's really good. He's a pass rusher. I think he's probably going to set the market for the position, and he probably should. So I don't think the 49ers are, you know, they're probably not going to mess around too much longer here. I would expect an announcement on an extension within the next week or so. Uh, if it goes longer than that, you may want to perk your ears up, but uh, I don't, I don't foresee this getting dragged out too long. Yeah, I think Nick Bosa is going to be the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, and then, yeah, Anthony Richardson. I did see a meme that was like Jim Mercy is going to freak out when he realizes how much his quarterback's going to run. Jim Mercy is going to freak enough. out either way is what we've learned. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh, enough man. Jim Mercy news. But, yeah, I think I – think, uh, Nick Bosa gets it done, and yeah, that's good by the Colts. They should, you know, fourth overall pick. There's really no reason to to waste any time and put Sam Ellinger back out there at quarterback. Gardner Minshew is actually the whoever. Back uh, well, Minshew. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, Minshew. It's still not even worth it. Do not go start it's, Minshew. I mean, it's what do we want? Minshew Five can or six come in here, in guys, relief like, if there's like a really bad game or something. Exactly. But he doesn't need to be. You don't need to be hemorrhaging your. Uh, your entire franchise on Gardner Minshew. Just put your guy. Yeah, Richardson want, needs to play. I want Gardner Minshew to start in October so I can wear a Gardner Minshew costume for Halloween, and then Anthony Richardson can take over. Well, that's if he's starting in October, that's that's bad news for Anthony Richardson, but uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, that's all the news I have. We're going to jump over to the injury section of uh, this, this podcast here. First off, Jalen Ramsey is going to be out until December with a meniscus injury. He just got surgery. Uh, big blow for the Dolphins, obviously. Uh, hopefully it matters when he gets back in, I think, mid-December was the projection, but a pretty big hit to that defense. 
maybe um, you know we're going to be targeting this secondary a little more than we thought we uh, were going to coming into the year. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty tough start to camp for the Dolphins for sure. Yep, that sucks. Hopefully he can come back and make an impact on their defense when he's healthy, but that's an older cornerback now with a leg injury. I, I don't love that for a guy they just traded a third-round pick for. So, uh, but Cody, go ahead back. and just give this next piece of news. Yeah, I don't want to, man. I was actually just looking at, the, looking at the sounds we have here to see if there was any sad sound I could play. Uh, but Tim Patrick, if you listen to the fantasy footballers, I'm just going to shout them out, even though we don't like to give shout-outs out here. Uh, Fireball Jones, as they like to call him. I think that's the more proper name for him on his tombstone. Uh, Torres Achilles, he, his career, like Nick texted me, is pretty much over with. It, it's, it sucks. The good, he did get a three-year contract that was rather decent right before he, he had paid. two seasons with injuries. Mm-hmm. He got paid before it happened, so... If there is a bright side to the situation, it is that. And then K.J. Hamler placed on medical waivers with a heart issue. Uh, that also mm. just sucks in general. That's a life situation that's more concerning than football, way more concerning than football. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, Tim Patrick was the Broncos wide receiver I wanted just because you could get him at the end of drafts compared to, I mean, even Cortland Sutton, you still have to take in a range where I'd rather have other guys. Uh, but that might change now because now, I mean, I don't know how big of an impact Mims is going to come in and make off as a, as a rookie. But, yeah, I think Judy, you can have a little bit more faith in. Sutton, if you want to trust him again, you can, but I wouldn't. I think Sutton's probably the big winner here because he's basically free in drafts right now. But, yeah, very disappointing for the Broncos as a team. He uh, has been – you know, a guy that a lot of players have just said is a kind of a culture setter, a uh, really good guy, really good guy in the room. So it's really tough to watch him blow out his knee last year before the season starts and then uh, a week into training camp tear his Achilles on the other leg. Uh, yeah, just just really tough for Tim Patrick. Hopefully he can make it back, but he is a he's going to be fighting a very uphill battle, uh, to say the least. Let's talk about some more fantasy-relevant options here uh, with some slightly less severe injuries, but one pretty strange one I want to get your guys' opinion on. Uh, Both the Seattle running backs are injured right now. Ken Walker has a groin injury. He's week to week. Uh, That one does not seem as serious. I think they're being cautious. Uh, You never want to see a soft tissue injury, but if you are going to see it, you probably want to see it five or six weeks before the season starts. Uh, Ken Walker is playing in the same system he did last year. I don't think he needs a ton of time to get up to speed. They're probably going to take it slow with him and make sure he's healthy. Uh, if it is a, a low-grade strain, uh, this should only take two or three weeks to heal up. And assuming the Seahawks are smart about it, I think Ken Walker will be fine. But Zach Charbonnet, he has a shoulder injury. Uh, I have a couple quotes on this one. This is a this is an odd injury. He's going to miss some time as well. Uh, Pete Carroll gave a quote. It's just kind of crept up on him, really. He didn't get hit or anything like that. Just all of a sudden, he started to feel something. So we're just checking him out and being really cautious right now. I I don't like that. I I, I don't know what that means. I don't know how a shoulder injury can just creep up on you. Creep I feel like I would almost rather him have just, you know, gotten a, a stinger or something. And, you know, he just got hit hard didn't you know didn't dislocate it or anything but you know just had a shoulder sprain but this is this is a weird one i don't really know what to make of it yeah when someone says that something snuck up on them it makes me think that in the back of their minds they knew that there was something that could potentially be wrong and then like it's like oh that thing is that thing is actually starting to happen now and we thought it was going to be fine um that would be my first inclination um 
Yeah, it is odd. I mean, just his time frame just being indefinite. Like, I don't really think has any other yeah. player been put on an indefinite timeline this offseason. Like, even I, the ones that I are lost, like yes Jalen no Ramsey sure, but... has a timeline. You know, right. <laughs> you may at least know when they can somewhat expect him back. Uh, so that I find a little bit interesting, but I mean, if that's going to be the case going into the season, you can have a lot of confidence back in Ken Walker, which was probably wavering at the time of the draft up until this point. So um, it's not good for the young player. Like I said, it makes me feel like it's something they thought wasn't going to be an issue. That's kind of catching them back, um, catching back up to them. But that, that's my first thought. I don't really know what to think of it, but that's, it's a tough situation. Yeah, I think we'll need an update before we uh, can give you any more analysis here, but definitely something to keep an eye on for anybody drafting Zach Charbonnet late in drafts right now or uh, in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, Garrett Wilson has a low ankle sprain. I think this one's pretty similar to Ken Walker. Uh, He should be fine. It's not a high ankle. Uh, Those are the ones we really worry about. He has plenty of time to recover from this. He's probably going to take two or three weeks off from practice. You don't love that he can't, you know, have time to get chemistry with his new quarterback, but uh, he has plenty of time before the season starts. I think Garrett Wilson will be just fine. He's looked really, really good in camp so far when he's been out there. I'm not too worried about this one. Uh, do you have any other takes here, Cody? Um, I don't think it's going to move him down that much for me personally. I mean, I if it lingers longer than it should, then it'll start to concern me. But again, this far out, I'm not worried about it. You know, by the time our draft comes around, he'll probably be back to close to 100%. So it's not – it's just news for now. I was actually going to say this about Ken Walker, which I forgot about, but I guess it can go here as well. These young players who are in the same system that are pretty good or really good, like a Ken Walker or Garrett Wilson, not that injuries are good, but I don't really mind them missing some of this training camp. Like these are guys that are going high in fantasy drafts that a lot of people are going to invest – a lot of their you know picks into like if they're fully fresh at the start of the season i think that's a win-win for both the player and the fantasy player and the team so again it's kind of balancing the off season like how ready can you be for nfl contact if you're not practicing with nfl contact but at the same time you can be 100 percent healthy and fresh so it's an interesting study I, I think if you know some of these guys are not getting as ready i think as others but yeah, I think the that only was a really long-winded thought. Sorry. <laughs> the only addition I'd have there is Garrett Wilson. May you may be a little more concerned about him just because he has the new quarterback. But I think you're right in general sense. Uh, I think if, as long as these guys come back and they're 100, percent you know, a couple weeks before the season starts, it may actually be a good thing because you're avoiding more serious injuries and you're avoiding wear and tear. Uh, that you know, extra wear and tear you don't need before the season starts. Uh, couple of depth running backs here with some injuries. Travion Williams, he got carted off. That was today. Non-contact injury doesn't look great. Uh, again, this is just kind of an insurance back for Joe Mixon. We may be looking at our guy Chase Brown instead of Travion Williams as the backup to Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, uh, assuming that injury is serious. And then Zach Moss, he broke his arm. He'll miss about six weeks. So the running back depth in Indianapolis is uh, getting very thin right now with no JT in the building and now his backup injured uh, probably until right about this, uh, when the season starts and maybe you know, maybe he misses a couple weeks as well. Uh, another backup, well, not a backup running back, but Alex Madison, he limped off the field today. Uh, that was right at the end of the day, so we don't really have any updates on it. doesn't seem too serious. I didn't see much in the way of updates, uh, so I'm not incredibly concerned about this one, but uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Any comments on those three running backs? 
the last thing I saw in Alexander Madison was um, – so I see you have Alex Madison here, which I don't know if that's another footballer's reference from an episode the past couple of days, but that's – I don't I know it if it is just easier not, for me to type Alex instead of Alexander, I'll be honest it's just That was uh, not much fair. more to it than that. <laughs> it just it threw, it threw me off a little bit. Um, but they said he limped off the field. He stood, stood on the sideline till the end of practice and then walked off. So it wasn't like he was getting checked out by the medical staff on the field or anything. So hopefully good news in that sense. And then, yeah, Williams and Moss, that's probably super deep leagues or uh, uh, dynasty. Just information to know. If you have Travion Williams, unless you think he's going to come back, I think you could probably move off of him for another backup option. And then probably you can hold on to Zach Moss in dynasty. I'm sure he'll find some relevance at some point like he always does. Last point of news here that I have. This one just got added right at the end. Thanks to our boy Cody Barwick for uh, pulling this camp note up. But Cooper Cup left practice after pulling up on a route. Sean McVay quoted as saying, I hope he's okay. That's not great. Um, This looks like some sort of muscle pull. Uh, Hopefully it's minor, uh, and he, again, has plenty of time before the season starts. Another guy that, uh, to Cody's point, we probably would not be too worried about as long as he is healthy before the season starts. He's not going to play in the preseason. Him and Stafford have plenty of chemistry, uh, but hopefully it's not anything more serious. This is a little scary if you are a Cooper Cup dynasty owner or have drafted early and have taken Cooper Cup. Yep, he's one of my favorite picks in uh, Underdog. So just the the football gods coming right back at your boy again. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna say stay away, up. stay away from Cody's uh, early best if ball picks so far this Chris year in the drafts. I guess has been carted off of the field. I might just throw <laughs> my phone across the room, whatever room I'm in. It'll just be the end of everything. Uh, oh man! But yeah, yeah. It's Cody. No, sensible. that's. That's, I mean, that sucks for the Rams. I mean, you're, you're, if you're Sean McVay or a Rams fan or Rams anything, you're hoping for that these superstars can just carry you to some kind of relevance. And if you're losing Cooper Cup this early, potentially, that is a, that's a, a possible, that's probably a season ruiner. I mean, oh, yeah. I would, I would look to try and trade Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford pretty much right away if, if I can find a taker that's willing to give something for him because you're, it's it's not going to be good without Cooper Cup on that offense. Yeah, that team is very top heavy. They cannot afford to lose uh, any one of their superstar players and have any sort of chance to compete this year. That being Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Donald, like you said. So we'll see. Hopefully he's all right, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, boys. Do we have any other camp notes we've seen that we want to talk about, or did we touch on everything uh, that we wanted to talk about today? I'm good. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Eric, do you have any, anything you want to throw out there? Any, party any hockey news? Any hockey news you want to throw out there for any the people? Hockey news that hit. Uh, Jeremy Swayman signed a one-year contract there either today go. or a couple days ago. Staying in Boston for the year. He was there actually awarded a contract in arbitration, but come on. All ahead. ten listeners just said who? No. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, shared, he shared an award you've never heard of, the Jennings. That is 100% true. Idiot, absolutely. Obviously. Jeez. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. Appreciate it. Peace out, everybody. We'll have running back and wide receiver rankings out this week as well, and then firing on all cylinders in coming weeks. So peace out. Peace. peace.